4: level two. This is trade I am Gable Brancy. Yeah, just for the record, Yeah, we're hearing a lot about Trey Turner and more than Trey Turner. Like, I think the Dodgers, the Dodgers automatically re-sign him. But, uh, there was talk about uh, Philadelphia already. I heard, like, uh, Harper. Him and Harper are buddies. Him and Harper are buddies. Uh, supposedly, he doesn't like the West Coast. He doesn't like LA. It's too big and this and that. And, whatever man a lot of the cities are big in in baseball but i remember last year he was complaining about the traffic and it took so long to get to the stadium and it was you know him and his freaks his wife out she gets lost and blah 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 and he's a small town guy and and all this type of stuff so we'll see how that plays out um you know i just want to say as far as aaron judge is concerned too i don't think the cardinals would do it because i'm sort of with george I think he had a great year but don't forget he was a free agent this year right like he had a great year it is what it is he'll never have as good of a year as he had this year right and he's not getting any younger so i just don't think the cardinals i think the cardinals george were willing to do it for soto because soto like 25 years old right and you know the cards were in the mix for the soto deal and they were willing to spend the money they just couldn't make it work um so I don't know. Though I wouldn't totally dismiss the St. Louis Cardinals. They, they're not adverse to spending money, at least. I will say that. And they like home run hitters, too. They like that stuff.
1: I kind of, you know, they wouldn't be my top choice. That's still San Fran or Texas. But I kind of like your St. Louis Cardinals. I think it does make some sense. I think they uh, know they could use that pop guy, uh, that number one guy, someone who, uh, you know, I say sell tickets around. Maybe no more Pujols, Molina, Wainwright, right? That's uh, what I'm
4: saying. They've had McGuire. They had the Pujols yeah. stuff. They get a new guy. They're slugging it I in the bush. Like you know what I mean? I think judge might like going. To and he might like it, too, is that eight eight eight. sort of stature thing, right, too? Maguire and Pujols yeah. judge. You know what I'm saying? And it's a you, traditional you franchise. Yeah, it's a traditional. You're not going to a scrub team either from the Yankees. You're going to the carts. Can't you just picture him in a Cardinal uniform? He'd look good. <laughs> he he would. I mean, like I said, <laughs> I, I, big. Know, I didn't think about that, but you, you've
1: got me thinking. This is... This, show, this is not a dark horse. I think they will be one of the teams. I'm not saying they're yeah. going to win it. And like you said, I, I would have written a blank check for Soto because he is uh, much younger than him. My only worry about Judge is the age. You're going to eat it at the end of that contract. So it's going to depend on whose baseball department's okay with that. All right, fine. We just want three, four good years. We're willing to eat the last three, four years of his contract. Because if you give him a 10-year deal, you know, he'll be 37 six years in. So you're going to eat it. You know, we, no, we never had a guy this big. You he know, is going to still hit home day. runs, That's though. Assuming it's not going to be well.
4: Okay, look. Let's say he gets fifty million a year, and he regresses to forty home runs a year. Isn't that still worth it? Yes. If the guy hits forty well, home runs run? a year,
1: does he still have? His, can he play the outfield still?
4: He could be a DH, first base. Oh, do you want? To as a as DH, it goes on, a year.
1: You know, you sort of need the whole package here.
4: I know, yeah. but you know what? We're acting like he's breaking down. The guy played hell of defense this year. He was running around, diving, he's making plays. A very on. good defensive player. Yeah, he's, like he's still three. an athlete. I, I, I don't think he was too. Hold on. Hold on. The late night anger management class. This is Ranch. I am Gable Moransey. You know the Carolina Hurricanes lead the Vancouver Canucks right now, 3 2. With about three minutes left in this hockey game, it was 3 1. I don't think the third goal should have counted, but it is what it is. My, yeah, you saw. Did you see that, George? He kicked it in yeah. the head. It was blatant. It was blatant. Uh, I was like, "There's no way they're going to count this," and they counted it. I told Matthias before we came on. It
1: was right before we came on that, that that's not going to be a goal. And it was, like I said, it was an obvious kick-in. I don't know? Why. I said, I have no idea why that counted because the he didn't his even pretend. His
4: leg. He didn't even pretend not to. <laughs> like, like that's the whole thing. You, you know, you're allowed, guys. Like, if a puck, a puck can bounce off your skate into the net, a puck can bounce off your shin pad into the net. You can't direct it into the net, and he did. He turned his leg and his skate. It was like the classic case 101. You steered the puck into the net, bro. Like, it wasn't just off your leg, incidentally. Like, you can see, you can blast it from the point. It goes off someone's skate, and it goes into the net. But the ref, it's the ref's discretion. No, 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 no. That, like, you kicked it in the net. You're not allowed kicking it in the net. He kicked it in the net. He blatantly kicked it in the net. And I don't understand why the Canucks didn't argue more. That's another thing. I, I called them gutless at the time. I'm like, how gutless are you guys? Like somebody, like, say, yo, that's a not timeout. a goal.
1: I wonder if they already used their timeout earlier in the game so they couldn't. That's the only thing I can th- I, I'm not watching the game close enough to know if they used the timeout earlier. That's the only thing I can think of because that's an easy, unless your review man is just sleeping at the wheel here, how do you they not They must have been
4: that? out of timeouts. They had to have been. Because another thing is, too, what I don't understand is, Boudreaux is a pretty emotional guy. And even Boudreaux was pretty docile. He sort of said, oh, what the F, and then he just stared off into space. Right? Anyways, there's two minutes and 20 seconds left. I don't know if they can pull this out, but it's getting ugly. The the crowd is, like, anxious. The bench, this this bench, they, I mean, guys, they're 0-6 right now. I didn't think there would be this much panic early in the season, but there really is. No, 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 George, he just called timeout. Yeah, he did. No, it's
1: not for that theory. He's going to have some explaining. To so him. why wouldn't he, this like, is, why would he Boone, before? Way, He'd be killed. He would be crushed in the media yeah. after this, that this is Aaron Boone.
4: Like, you can't tell me that that wasn't worth enough a challenge before. But I thought every goal was challenged, like a touchdown. That, like, basically it was up to the, like, I thought the head office in New York would say to them in the, in the earpiece, that's not a goal.
3: Aren't they supposed to do that? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice.
3: Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac?
4: George Kurtz kicking with us right now. Patrick Creighton will step up and in from Houston, Texas a little bit later on. Talk uh, World Series, but let's get George Kurtz's take right now on the World Series. So, George, the Houston Astros are minus 190. Minus 190 series favorites. They're looking to become the first team to run the table since the Big Red Machine, man, uh, with the Cincinnati Reds in 1976. They haven't lost a game yet. The Phillies have only lost one game. I was, you know, I've been like, oh, Houston are going to win the World Series for sure. But I'm not going to lie. Now that it's, it's like it, that it's here for real, I don't just d- dismiss the Philadelphia Phillies. They are capable of beating the Astros in a seven-game series. The 2-3-2 format, to me, is always very favorable for the, the road team that starts the series. Now that you've had 24 hours to absorb this, uh, what are you looking at? What do you think of the World Series?
1: Uh, I agree with you about Philadelphia. What a role they're they are on. I mean, wow. Harper <laughs> earning every set of that contract he signed, right? Playing fantastic. Schwarber's hitting bombs here. I mean, they're doing everything right. They're just doing everything right. Uh, I'm curious what they're going to do on Friday. Game 1 is on Friday. Uh, it's, it would be Aaron Noah's spot in the rotation. And Aaron Noah's a very good pitcher. But you can go back to Zach Wheeler. He started yesterday, Friday would be normal rotation spot. Now he's not starting early, be off you know, four days rest. He's starting on his fifth day. Do you go to Wheeler or do you go to Nola? That's what I'm curious about as far, I think Houston's gonna win the series. I think they're the best team in baseball. Uh, I think they don't have any obvious weaknesses. You know, that's that's my issue there. There's no obvious weaknesses on Houston. They're gonna go on full rest, obviously. Verlander, Valdez, and whatever they want. I don't know if McCullough's will be healthy enough to go three, uh to go three or four again or Irkwitty or even Javi, who they just uh, ignored, right? Against the Yankees. That's how deep they are. They Javi didn't even pitch against the Yankees. He needs a good pitcher as well. So no obvious weaknesses there, but I want Philly. Uh, the Phillies, I'm rooting for the Phillies because, of course, I, I'm a Yankee fan who hates the Astros. I'm a baseball fan who hates the Astros. And I want them to go Zach Wheeler. I think Zach Wheeler is the better pitcher. And I want him to go be able to go games one and games five for betting purposes because I want to get to game six because I'm going to have Houston in game six. And I think the only way that happens is if Wheeler goes game one. If he goes game two, I'm not so sure they get to a game six.
4: I think it is going to be Wheeler in game one. And for the record, it's interesting because FanDuel right now, if you look, it says TBD, Philadelphia, and Valdez for the Houston Astros. That's what it says right now in FanDuel. Except that's not that's what it's going to be. I
1: haven't heard any announcements.
4: I know, but you look, are you looking right now? Look, I don't know, like, yeah, I know each FanDuel yeah, in different states see different. Hey, see that? That yeah.
1: would make some sense, by the way, Gabe, because what's Philadelphia's Achilles heel? Lefties. Right? You sort of neutralize Harper, you neutralize Schwarber. It does make sense.
4: But... I'm looking at Bet365 right now, and they have Wheeler versus Verlander listed. <laughs>
1: <So> <laughs> no one knows anything.
4: That sounds more realistic, Wheeler versus Verlander. But the We're line is the on, uh, same either way. Yeah, let's look at a third book. Let's look at a third book right now. I'm going to look at BetMGM. When you're
1: looking at the book. I'm going to look at uh, a site I work for to see what they have any updates. If anybody said anything here. So I don't think anything's been announced. We would have heard it, obviously. And there would be a discrepancy here with the two books if anything had been announced.
4: I think No, there's, there hasn't been an official, official announcement. Yeah, I saw last Verlander. night after, tentative, it said Nola versus Verlander at the press conference last night.
1: Because that's, that's, that that's, that's who's up next in the rotations.
4: Yeah. So let's see what mgm has got listed. <laughs> yeah, there's been no news. No one is. Interested. They've got the odds up, but with no pitcher. <laughs> well, so they're being no honest.
1: They're being honest. They don't know. Nobody knows, and I don't think I don't know if they're going to tell you until Wednesday at the earliest. You know, I don't know when the media. I'm saying it's like Wheeler Verlander. Uh, I think it's going to be Wheeler Verlander. That's, that's what I would do. Now, listen, I'm going with Verlander. He's still a god at his age. And Wheeler, in my mind, is the best pitcher for the Phillies. He's been fantastic this postseason. Uh, Noah did not pitch well in game two versus San Diego. He got beat up there. I think he went four innings. Uh, so I'm going Wheeler, Wheeler, Verlander, and I think that's the best chance for the Phillies.
4: Now, so you're sticking to your guns. I already have a future in on the Houston Astros. I took them when they were plus 350 too, so I did get a decent number, and you could argue that I could actually hedge uh, right now, and I could, uh, and still make a profit, but that's not my style. I uh, always say hedging is for gardeners or Edward Scissorhands, and I'm not a fan of that movie. So... Never saw it. That's a weird movie. I never saw the whole thing. It's too weird. Uh, I wouldn't expect you to have seen it. There's a lot of... Things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've seen most movies from that generation. I actually, have, I have the DVD. My wife has the DVD. What
4: Edward Scissorhands? Yeah, no
1: desire. Yeah, see it's in the collection there, but no desire to watch. Uh,
4: is that was I like to Depp, ask you? Like, TV there's guy? a long, long. Uh, yeah, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Depp, he making me cry. And Edward Scissorhands. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm not surprised. Um, <laughs> you ever seen it.
1: I have like 700 DVDs. I mean, I've seen a lot of flicks, but no, nothing lately. That's the problem. Nothing the last 15, uh, 20, probably 10, 15 years other than DC and, Star, and the Star Wars stuff.
4: Are you a big Star Wars fan?
1: Oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely a big I've, I'm that guy who's watched everything, including the animation Clone Wars and Rebel Wars and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I'm big on Star too, Wars. Too,
4: too confusing. There's too many of these things. You got to watch them Is in that, order. It, it'll take about three years. Just watch them in order. Is there a new Star Wars movie coming out? I think there is, isn't there? Yeah, but they won't announce
1: when. Apparently, there was supposed to be something in December of this year, or it was December of next year. They got pushed off now, so they don't know when. And I think they're making another one. They announced today that some director, who I don't know offhand, is getting involved. He's made uh, one or two other Star Wars as well. Is getting involved to get to make another. But they're not announcing anything of what it's about. What you know, what's going to be about? The Skywalker stuff is over
4: yeah that's the thing for me it's kind of done and you know i don't have a problem with it like you know new kids get to see it and, and all that so i'm not going to be oh why are they making it but i'm out you know what i mean i'm a darth vader guy uh to me um you know that 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 was the uh, the first three are the best right the first oh, right. three the, Yeah, the At first point. one the uh what is it the uh revenge of the empire what's the second one called empire strikes back Empire Strikes Back, yeah, that's that's the best one. I like when the Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> Revenge of the Empire, yeah, whatever. Um, all right, so. Looks too actually. Yeah, yeah, same sort of theme, right? Yeah, I was close enough. um I'm staring. I'm trying to get back, I'll get us back to the baseball. I was looking at the odds, so I'm sort of I'm like, I'm like Revenge of the Empire, whatever. I remember it was what Return of the Jedi, yeah, The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, all right, so. I think, listen. The Phillies are a dangerous baseball team. It's very important for Houston not to lose at home. They've got to, you know, I'm not going to say they need to win both games. If they get the split, I think Houston are capable of taking two or three in Philadelphia after. So they won't panic. But at the same point in time, it would really, really make things easier and better off for them. They take the first two, and then they go back to Philadelphia, and they got to deal with the 2-3-2 two, two thing. Uh, we saw right now, well, listen, we just saw San Diego didn't make it back to the West Coast, right? So Houston, I have to be very careful uh, with this. How do you think it plays out? My prediction, I said it last night that I'm not going, going to abandon it. I'm saying that the Astros win in six.
1: Yeah, that's uh, what I have as well. shows in six. Uh, assuming Wheeler goes game one, if he doesn't go game one, I think it's shows in five. I think Wheeler will get that second start there. Uh, and listen, I can't say enough. I'm rooting for Philadelphia. I do think playing in Philly could be very interesting. You know, uh, but. The Astros don't care. They just don't care about what happens on the road. You know, I mean, come on. All the Yankee fans yelling you know, like "F. 2 they left and right." They hate everybody. That doesn't phase them a bit. They still dominate the Yankees at home. I don't see the, it being in Philadelphia being any different. And the weather—they played terrible weather in New York. They won't same weather in Philadelphia. That's not going to bother them. So uh, I'm rooting for the Phillies wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly with my heart. But my money is going to be on the Astros.
4: I'm not going to lose sleep. Like, I don't, I don't like hate the Philadelphia Phillies or anything like that, but I actually am pulling for Houston. Number one, I have money on them, um, which is a good reason. And I'm a Dusty Baker fan. So I've got no beef if I've got no beef if Philadelphia wins, but. I'm not like you that I hate Houston or anything like that. Listen, I'm a Dodger fan. I could say about all that stuff, but I think it was all overblown anyways. You think I'm dead? Uh, That whole Astro story. Everybody cheats. We'll get George's MVP, World Series MVP. We'll talk NFL on the other side. This is Fortridge.
3: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
0: when it comes to listing your home for sale everyone and their mom has advice
3: oh honey who's gonna want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac
1: that son of a bitch, no Yankee is ever coming to Houston, not as long as you bastards are running things. You think
4: you know, but
1: you don't? say you will,
4: but you, will, but you won't. You, think you win, but you won't. All right, the NFL standings aren't the only thing that are whacked out right now. The Portland Trailblazers are now 4-0. They just beat the Denver Nuggets 135-110. What the hell's going on in this world? The Bears just pasted the Patriots tonight. George Kurtz kicking with us. We got the World Series. Patrick Creighton's going to step up and in and join us. ESPN Radio, Houston, Texas. We'll talk World Series uh, with Patrick a little bit later on. We'll move into some football in a second here. But as far as the World Series is concerned, um, MVP George, and we can also. So you're saying I said six games. You're saying six games uh, as well. Six games. Astros and six.
1: I am. Yep. That's what I uh, think is going to happen.
4: Right, so Astros in six, specifically, uh, pace, plus 350, plus 350. And I actually also believe, and I know it's a little bit bold, but I think the Astros in in five at plus 400 could be worth a look. So you get the Astros in four, you get the Astros in five. I don't think it's going to go seven. I doubt it goes seven, so... You know, listen, if it you know, you win if it goes to a five or six. As I mentioned, nobody has swept since the Cincinnati Reds. So we're going back aways here, and that was one of the best baseball teams ever, George. You know, you don't think they're gonna sweep, obviously, if you're saying in six, what do you think the chances are of a Houston Astros sweep?
1: Obviously, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked because if they can get through the first two. Once again, if they beat uh, Nola and Wheeler, well, then you get the underbelly here. Not the greatest starting pitching. Well, you still have good starting pitching. Right? You'll still get McCullough, who, granted, was not good yesterday, but maybe that's because he had the elbow injury. Right? He had the cut on his elbow from getting hit by a champagne bottle during a celebration. Can't make this stuff up. Uh, and then I don't know if they're going to go with Javier or Urquidy uh, as the other starter there. But still, it'll be better than what Philadelphia can have here, especially if they can get to that bullpen. So I wouldn't be shocked. I love your idea of going with five or six. Take a plus 400 because I think that's what's going to – I don't see it going seven either. I don't think it'll be a sweep. I don't think it's going to go seven. I have six, but five I think is another good bet. Yeah,
4: you know, Five is plus 400. Six is plus 350. You could cash both. We already have – Uh, the Houston Astros to win the World Series at plus 350 as well. Even though I'm a Dodger fan and I had Dodger futures, I always knew I was like, well, if it's not the Dodgers it'll be the Houston Astros. So if the Dodgers get knocked out, at least I I can still get some money back after I lose my Dodger money. And I still up on the Dodgers on the year. But um, now we are in on the Astros and I want to figure out a way instead of hedging how we can make more. All right, so you know they got some interesting props up. Uh, player to hit the most home runs in the World Series. Alvarez plus three forty. Schwarber's plus three sixty. Harper is five to one. Um, but let's get into the MVP. My pick for MVP. I'm gonna ride the wave with the kid actually here. He's the hottest one. The two guys that I'll say. I'm gonna say you're down Alvarez at plus six fifty because I think he could hit a couple of big time home runs even though he's been struggling as of late. I think he's on a two for nineteen run right now, but. Uh, Jeremy Pena is 18 to one. I know it's tough to win the championship, uh, MVP and then the world series MVP, but he is hot. And at 18 to one, it's good numbers. Who do you have to win the MVP?
1: Yeah, I think Alvarez is uh, once again, a good bet. Uh, sort of the, uh, I guess the chalk there. Uh, I think a guy that I kind of like here, I'm going with left-handers here because of, uh, the Philadelphia starting pitching. How about Kyle Tucker? You know, a little t- get a little price on Tucker there. Maybe he does some damage. Uh, the Yankees kept Alvarez in check. I don't know if Phil Philadelphia could do the same, but I think Tucker could be a nice, uh us say if you want more, more bang for your buck. Uh, if you believe it's going to go six, and this has to go six for this to come through, uh, depending on the pitching rotation is the way I think it's going to be, how about Framber Valdez? Two good starts here. He's a lefty, so he should be able to neutralize Harper, should be able to neutralize Schwar- Schwarber. I kind of like that, and he's a great pitcher anyway. But I kind of like Valdez as well, but he's a little chancy because if they win it in five, he only gets one start, and you're not getting the MVP for one start, then you're better off with Verlander.
4: George Kurtz kicking as I am, Gabriel Maranci. So George, the Bears beat the Patriots tonight 33-14. They both have the same records right now at three and four. And, you know, the NFL standings, we'll get to the NBA standings a little bit later on, guys, but the NFL standings are just twisted uh, right now. There's a lot of bad football teams that are really in the mix. Um, you know, you look. The Atlanta Falcons are in a first place tie with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As disastrous as, as the Carolina Panthers have been, they're one game out of first place. They're two and five and one game out of first place because three and four is actually first place. And the Panthers are two and zero in the division, George. And then now they're playing Atlanta. It's actually suddenly a big game, as stupid as that sounds. You look at the Chicago Bears. The Bears have the same record as the Green Bay Packers do uh, right now. The Seattle Seahawks are in first place in the NFC West. And the New England Patriots are the worst team in the AFC East. They've got the worst record in the AFC East. Like I said, man, they, you know, the world has turned upside down, except uh, some things remain the same. Uh, Jacksonville suck and Houston still sucks. So some things don't change. And oh yeah, the Denver Broncos are 2-5. and five. So whacked out standings in the league this year.
1: Oh, to say the least, there are only five teams in the NFC with a better than 500 record, and three of them play in the NFC East. Yeah, Who saw that coming? All right. Uh, the Washington Commanders are a half game out of a playoff spot. I agree, mean, they're tied with seven other teams, but they're only a half game out of a playoff spot. I mean, who yeah, saw that's that that's crazy.
4: Coming? All those teams that are three and four, you're right, are one game out of the playoffs. <laughs> like the Bears Is right it, now. It, it, it's whacked
1: it's absolutely whacked what's going on A parody you want to call it that i guess the NFL, and the nfl loves their parody, so they get that but yeah it's it's strange i certainly did not see the bears waxing the patriots tonight didn't have that at all you know uh and you know the, this sunday though we get the uh, the england game right and that's broncos and jacksonville oh yeah i can't wait to wake up for that and uh it should, the night should end with a bang, right? To see how, how many points Buffalo could put up on Green Bay. You see that interview with Aaron Rodgers today? Found that very interesting, Gabe. You yeah, we'll see uh, where we stand. Or I forget the exact words he used, but I think he was talking about that was a uh, a note to management. We're gonna find out how far we behind we are, the best team, when we get waxed by twenty eight points.
4: Yeah, but I also so I also saw saw him say sarcastically that nobody's gonna give him a chance, and oh, we're gonna you know we're gonna get killed there and all that. Either way, there's weird stuff going on in in Green Bay. And Buffalo's not the ideal place uh, to go play when you have problems. Buffalo have dismantled teams. So as George mentioned, um, absolutely brutal matchup in London. The Denver Broncos and the Jags. Both, well, listen, at least somebody's going to be 3-5 and after this. (laughs) (laughs) You sure? um, I think the Jags will beat them. To be all honest, right. I think the Jags will beat that. Uh,
1: I think Wilson will play. So I guess that I, I guess that's good. It has to be. Prep Ripon's terrible. Uh, I think Wilson will return. But, yeah, I think the Jags are the better team. You can make it argument. The Jags probably should have beat the Giants yesterday. But I don't know if the Giants find a way to win or if the Jags find a way to lose. Right now, I'll go with the Giants. They seem to find a way to win all these games here. Uh, this, the Jaguars are somewhat interesting. I, I mean, Etienne now going to be the full-time running back there with uh, Robinson. trades to the Jets uh, earlier tonight. So, uh, you know, he's a good player. Lawrence he's something i uh, still don't know if he's worth that number one pick yet but uh, i think they're uh, boy on the up i don't even know if i could say the upswing but at least they're not what they were last year how about that
4: what do you think of matt ryan being benched uh for Sam Ellinger?
1: weird right weird uh now he has an injury as well so i'm not surprised he got benched because of the injury but uh, they already uh, you know they already come out and said hey it's the rest of the season
4: yeah, we're gonna go. Yeah, with which him. is really throwing him under the bus. Like they, they, could have just said nothing. They said, just for the record, right, it's right. not the injury. We would have made the move anyways, which is right. throwing him under the bus.
1: Yeah, but isn't that strange of uh, right, too? Because yes, hey, you keep going with these quarterbacks, buddy. Are you the next person to be fired? That's <laughs> well. First thing I can't not to mention with
4: these quarterbacks. It was only seven weeks ago you were praising the hell out of this guy.
1: Yeah, right. And then, you know, of course, you liked Wentz last year too. You keep bringing on these guys and the i think my biggest question in indianapolis is what the hell happened to jonathan taylor this guy was all world last year and he can't is the offensive of that bad is it yes. that bad they couldn't protect ryan right and now they can't open uh, any running lanes for jonathan taylor just it's just a mess in indianapolis
4: and it might help with a more mobile and younger quarterback i can understand that thought process uh that thought process uh right there so the Indianapolis Colts, as it is now, they're three-point favorites over the visiting Washington Commanders, who actually have a two-game win streak going uh, right now. They got Heineke at quarterback, getting three. Inter- inter- interesting matchup uh, right there. Now, what do you think? The Chicago Bears—they look good tonight. They look good tonight against uh, New England. They get Ch- uh, they get your Dallas Cowboys up next, uh, George.
1: Yeah, the uh, tough uh, though, uh, I don't like when the NFL does this. When you play a road Monday night game, and then you have to go play on the road the next Sunday. I don't think that's fair. I think it's something that needs to be fixed here. Uh, probably also needs to be fixed, by the way. You know, the Rams had a bye week this week, and you play an important division game coming off a bye against San Fran at home? It's, why don't screw teams over here? I don't like the way the NFL does their scheduling at all here. As to your question, uh, listen, the Bears, I think they played their Super Bowl tonight. I think they got kind of lucky tonight, too. They fumbled five times and recovered all five. Damn. All right. Uh, that's I, w- I want to know what the record is for most fumbles. in a game. Yeah, you know, oh, it's a little
4: deceptive, though, because a few of them were Justin Herbert just fumbling in front of them, the snap and stuff. But I know what you mean. There were a lot of loose balls that they fell on. You're right.
1: It, it, it is. It lies Yeah, but he always got
4: a first down. It happened like three times where he fumbled the snap, and he'd end up running it for the first down after.
1: I think the Cowboys take care of business on Tuesday. I do. I think Jack will. be better. They'll run the ball well. And I think uh, I don't even know Chicago's at a double-digit point. That, that Dallas
4: defense is a All right, George Kurtz, all confident about the Cowboys. Suddenly, right. that's when you get burnt. That's when they burn you. Thanks, George. Anytime. Have a great week. This is Sports Rage. Bring it.
3: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
0: when it comes to listing your home for sale everyone and their mom has advice
3: oh honey who's gonna want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac
4: hoping you and your friends could tell me something about baseball strategy. The
0: only thing I know about strategy is that whatever the manager does, it's wrong. Unless it works, in
4: which case he's a button pusher. The Monday Night Meltdown, this is Sports Ridge. I am Gable Maranci. Thanks to a Moe Mo is never wrong the late night anger management class. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, wherever you may be this evening, joining us on the sports grid radio network. Thanks to George Kurtz for kicking with us. We got Patrick Creighton from ESPN radio, Houston uh, stepping up and in and joining us a little bit later on. We'll get back to the world series. Just looking at the the NFL right now. And as we were discussing the NFL standings are very interesting. And this past week, you know, it was, it was a strange week in the national football league uh, week seven. Um, this week we have a lot of a lot of interesting matchups in which the season is going to start to take shape a little bit, whether we believe these teams are good or not. You know we're hitting the halfway point of the season essentially. It used to be week eight, so what do you want? To, what's the halfway point of the season now? Halftime of week eight, <laughs> eight and a half. You know what I'm saying? Halftime of week eight. Remember, Bill Parcells said, "You are what your record says you are." I I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, the standings are kind of whacked right now. Everybody's sort of still in the mix, no matter how bad they are. The like Carolina are one game out of the playoffs right now. As crazy as that is, the New York Jets would be in the playoffs if the playoffs started today. The Bears are suddenly like not out of the picture. I mean, the Bears have the same record as the Green Bay Packers do, and the Packers are playing the Buffalo Bills this week. Let's check in uh, Let's check in quickly with the standings, and then, you know, I mean, we all know what the standings are, but it's kind of, you know, it blows your mind, actually, when you look at this stuff, and you're like, what year is this? Are you sure it's 2022? Honestly, you look at the standings, to me, it almost, it's like, uh, it's, it, it's almost like it's 25 years ago or something like that again. You know, the Buffalo Bills and the Jets, and the Dolphins, the Patriots suck again. So that division, I'm, I just want to do this for division odds' uh, sake, basically. We know the Bills are going to win. You know, I was going to say we know the Bills are going to win a division. I don't know. The New York, Jets, like I said, it's crazy the, as these standings are, to put it in perspective, the Buffalo Bills are only one game up. They're only one game up on the technically a half game. They're technically a half game up right now, but one loss up on the New York Jets. Think about that. Think about that. Like if the Bills win and the Jets keep winning when they play each other, they'll be playing for first place. You know, if that's not you know, if you really? Really? <laughs> like that's you know, that's pretty crazy. Uh all right, so the Bills are five and one, the Jets are actually five and two, the Dolphins are now four and three, and the Patriots are three and four. The Baltimore Ravens are four and three, and the Bengals are four and three. Cleveland and Pittsburgh blow. So it's basically a two team race here. So we'll get the odds and uh as far as the, the AFC North is concerned. The AFC South, you got know, the Tennessee Titans at 4-2. And, and the Titans aren't great, but they're clearly the best team in this division right now. The Indianapolis Colts make the quarterback change. They're 3-3-1. Three, three the Jags are 2-5. They're done. And the Houston Texans 1-4-1. They're done. The Kansas City Chiefs are 5-2. And, and this is what's also strange. That somehow, like, as good as the Chiefs, it feels that the Chiefs are that they're only one game up on the Chargers who it feels like they're terrible. And you know don't kid yourself. The Chargers are 4 and 3. Their point differential is minus 25. The Chargers are just a mediocre football team. They're an average football team. They can't be good teams and they struggle to be bad teams. That's the Chargers. The Chiefs are going to win this division. We we pounded this a couple of weeks ago though. The Raiders are looking to salvage their season, and they still could, could actually, the Raiders. If the Raiders can just chip away and get back to five hundred, you know what I mean? If you're five and five, 17 games is a long season. A lot of, you know, there's still a lot of football left. Right? Like, yeah, two and four. There's a big difference between two and four and five and five. It's got to go on a little bit of a run, and then suddenly you're right there. And look, there's not a ton of teams that are running away with anything, anyways. So the Raiders aren't completely out of the mix, but they don't have a lot of room for error. The Denver Broncos season is done. They're two and five. They're done. They're on a four-game losing streak. They're getting worse on a weekly basis. Everybody in that room knows that they're going to have to fire their coach. The NFC East is wild stuff right now. If you look at the NFC East, the Philadelphia Eagles are on a six-game win streak. They're six and zero. They haven't lost. The New York Giants are six and one on the season. They're on a four-game win streak. Cowboys are on a game win streak, and the Commanders are on a two-game win streak. The NFC East is actually an NFC beast uh, right now. The Minnesota Vikings five and one, the Packers three and four, the Bears three and four, the Lions one and five. The Lions are a disaster. Um, when you look at this division, we do have money. We did get in on the on the Vikings before the season started at plus two fifty, and it is looking very good right now. I think they are going to be able to pull this off. Look, the Packers are going to lose to the Bills this week. They're going to be 3 and 5. Minnesota already beat Green Bay. They're 5 and 1 right now. Minnesota really are in control of this division. And it would be pretty hard for them to screw this up. Considering, you know, considering the way the Packers are playing, the Lions suck and the Bears are better, but this really is the Vikings division to lose right now. The NFC South This is the train wreck of all divisions. Tampa Bay and Atlanta are are tied for first, but Tampa Bay beat them. So they they actually are the first place team. They're three and four. Atlanta are three and four. And as disastrous as Carolina and New Orleans are at two and five, that's only one game out of first place. Right? As bad as two and five is, well, three and four is only one game better. The NFC West, the Seattle Seahawks are favorite. Uh, right now they're, the, they're on the top of, the, uh, they're on the, top of the, the, the board here at four and three, which is pretty crazy because you know a lot of people thought, including myself, that the Seahawks potentially could be one of the worst teams in the National Football League this year. Uh, and right now the Seahawks they still pay plus five fifty. San Francisco now that they got McCaffrey are plus one thirty. The Rams plus one sixty. The Seahawks, plus 550. And the Arizona Cardinals, you can't just dismiss. The Cardinals are a different team with DeAndre Hopkins. They're plus 750 right now. Despite the the Buccaneers' ineptness, they're listed as minus 230 favorites right now at FanDuel to win a division. The Falcons are plus 390. The Saints are plus 750. And the Panthers are 20-1. to As bad as the Buccaneers are... Are any of these other teams good enough to start to win enough football games to, to 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 pass the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Look, Atlanta and Carolina are playing each other, so that's actually pretty big. That's why it's a big game in the sense that you know, it's someone's winning the game, right? So if it's Atlanta, that gets them to the four. And listen, there's a distinct possibility that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose to the Baltimore Ravens on Thursday night. And in fact, I think that they will. I think that they will, and there's a distinct possibility that the Atlanta Falcons beat the Carolina Panthers on Sunday, and then the Atlanta Falcons would be in first place, as crazy as this is at, at week eight. <laughs> like I told you, this stuff is whack, man. See, so yeah, Tampa's the favorite right now, minus 230. Look, I'm already in on San Francisco to win the division at plus 180. I you know, I d I don't think the Rams I, I think the Rams do have problems for real. I think the Rams can beat bad teams, but they can't beat good teams. And we know they, you know, the only they've only beaten San Francisco once. They beat them in a conference championship game. They've lost seven of the last eight times that they played. They're playing this week again. Can Seattle really pull this off? I'd like more than plus five fifty, but they are in first place right now. And like I said, I wouldn't just dismiss Arizona. They're plus seven fifty. Minnesota at minus 550 right now. If you think Minnesota are going to collapse and Green Bay can come back and win that division, they're paying plus 500 right now. The Bears are 37 to 1, and the Lions are 50 to 1. The Lions should be like a million to 1, and it wouldn't matter. The Philadelphia Eagles are minus 360. The Dallas Cowboys are plus 470. The Giants are plus 750. And uh, there's not a lot of love for the Commanders at 150 to 1 right now which is pretty crazy. It's a pretty big number for this team, but they're obviously not going to win a division. I guess the question is, how good are the the Philadelphia Eagles? The Kansas City Chiefs, if you guys remember, I told you to slam the Chiefs like three weeks ago. I said, man, we should have just hit this before the season started. We didn't, but it's still time to get in. And I, I think I got minus 135, 140 type thing. Maybe it was 150, but it wasn't that high. It was in the 135, 140 range. On the Chiefs to win a division, I remember saying, "This is as low as it's going to be, guys. They're going to win this week, and it's going to be a crazy number." And now it's all the way up to four ten right now. Chargers are plus four fifty. The Raiders are twenty two to one, and the Broncos are fifty to one. It's too late to get in on that. The Chiefs are going to win a division. So the divisions that are up for grabs here: Tennessee are minus one fifty, Indianapolis are plus two hundred, Jacksonville are five to one, and the Texans are thirty seven to one the colts make the quarterback change it probably will help them only because you have a younger quarterback that can actually run around a little bit when when things like um fall apart and the fact of the matter is a lot of nfl plays fall apart in the modern era with the speed of the defensive line and the blitzes and all this type of stuff and matt ryan is just you know what i mean he's just he doesn't process it's just too slow the ball comes out too slow, the delivery is slow, the ball the, the velocity is slow. If the play breaks down, you're completely screwed. That's the problem with Matt Stafford. Right? Like Matt Ryan and Stafford are very similar. If you give them a ton of time, you know what I mean, they'll complete a pass for you, but the second that you get in their face and you cause problems, there's going to be a problem. Eli Manning was the same thing. These sort of old school quarterbacks that are drop back quarterbacks, they they're a problem when they get old. Uh, Tom Brady right now. Tom Brady's getting murdered. You ever seen Tom Brady get hit and get sacked as much as he is? He can't get rid of the ball. They're getting to him quick. So it actually might help the Colts, but I don't think it's like, oh, yeah, Ellinger could come in and just, like, um, you know, save the day and lead them to a division title. I would argue that there's, there's value on the Titans. I actually like the Colts to win this division, too, but I was wrong. Baltimore. So yeah, Tennessee are minus one fifty right now. And and let's not forget. So Tennessee are four and two. Indianapolis are three three and one. And let us not forget the Tennessee have beaten Indianapolis twice this year. So they they really have the tiebreaker. Like you know what I mean? Like Indianapolis will need to finish with a better record than the Tennessee Titans. And I don't think that's gonna happen. I think the Tennessee Titans are the play here to win a division of minus 150. I think it's a fair price. It's not like a crazy number or anything like that. AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens are minus 160. The Bengals are plus 170. The Browns are 16 to 1. The Steelers are 34 to 1. I think you can make an argument that the Bengals present value at plus 170. Listen, the Ravens beat the Browns this past weekend, but the ravens are a flawed football team they have a they have a very every game they play is close so they have a very hard time hanging on to leads they blow leads they let teams back into the game if they're playing from behind it's a problem like they do have a lot of flaws i think cincinnati are ultimately a better football team right now it's a big game for baltimore Like, say what you will, it's kind of a train wreck, Baltimore and Tampa, but it's an interesting train wreck, at least this one. Like, Baltimore could really bury Tampa here, or are Baltimore just mediocre as
3: well? The late night anger management class sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
0: when it comes to buying your first home everyone has questions
2: can we even afford to buy a house right now well i need to negotiate how do i even negotiate
0: luckily a remax agent has answers
2: hey brian those are really good questions
0: They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying.
2: I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you.
0: REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.
4: Late night anger management class. Quickest 108 minutes as Sports Talk Radio continues. Taking a look at the NFL divisional odds uh, right now. So the Baltimore Ravens are minus 160. Big showdown with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Thursday. It's almost a bigger game. Listen, it's a big game for both teams. It's a big game for Tampa's confidence and psyche. These guys are imploding right now before our eyes and the Baltimore Ravens a big game for them because Cincinnati are getting back on track right now and it's a winnable football game on the road uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. This is an intriguing week of football. Last week in the NFL it was it wasn't a good card. Let's just call it out for what it is. Right? It wasn't it wasn't the best card. There wasn't very many big time games or anything like that. The Thursday nighter actually doesn't suck. We got Baltimore and Tampa Bay. Baltimore are one and a half point favorites right now. The total is 45 and a half. We've got a game in London. (laughs) This one does suck. Denver and Jacksonville. Yeah, we're on the West Coast, and this is not a game that uh, I will be desperately... Like the Giants and the Packers, that one I was like, oh, God, set the alarm. Right, I set the alarm on the phone. All right, I'm going to wake up and watch the Giants and the Packers play. I'm not going to lie. The the Broncos and the Jags, when I get up, I get up. (laughs) I'll see the second half uh, of this game. Because the Raiders and the Saints... Like I said, the Raiders can get back on track, and so can the Saints. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of sort of, like, games this week that teams can get back on track and get back in things. As, you know, as bad as the Saints appear, their their record and stuff, they, they are one game out of first place in their division as well, right? And the Raiders... Considering the way the season started for the Raiders, if they can like just chip away and get back to three and four and then four and four, a lot of football left after that. Another nine games. We talked about the Falcons and the Panthers. The Falcons are four and a half point favorites over the Panthers right now. It's forty-one and a half. The Eagles schedule is like, man, it's soft. But you can only uh, you know play who you play. Bring it.